paramedics were called to Greenmount Beach just after five o'clock this afternoon. Now, details are still coming into the newsroom, but it's understood the man in his 50s was bitten while surfing. Rather, other surfers and lifeguards helped bring the man back to shore and transported him in a buggy from the beach to an ambulance. He suffered significant leg injuries from a bite, and despite paramedics' best efforts, he couldn't be saved. Now, I don't know anything about sharks, but my brother, Pete, was a member of uh, Rainbow Bay and Snapper Rocks down mm-hmm. around that area before. And uh, there was one of the comments from one of these surfers who helped, the, well, helped bring the man back to shore that really pricked my ears up. Well, I could see a school of fish out in that area where he was, and there was probably about 30 or, or 30-ish um, birds, like, diving in in that area. So there must have been a bit of activity underwater, and that was probably what the shark was going for as well. Well, there is one guy that can answer all these questions. He is Professor Callum Brown from Macquarie Uni, a shark expert who's speaking to us from his hospital bed as we speak. Good morning, Callum. Good morning. How are you? Um, I'm a little bit nervous. We're going to take shark advice from a guy who's currently in hospital. What's happened to you? (laughs) Yes, well, we were tagging sharks off uh, the heads in Sydney yesterday and uh, we had a bit of an accident on the boat. I was getting the gear off one of my PhD students and I managed to um, unleash her knife somehow and very nearly sliced my thumb off. Okay, but no shark was involved in that particular incident. No, there were no sharks on board at the time, although there was shortly afterwards. I bet. (laughs) They smelt the blood. (laughs) We've had, I don't want to say a spate, but it seems to be more attacks up along northern New South Wales and the Queensland Mm -hmm. coast at the moment. Is that fair Mm -hmm. to say, especially from great whites or big sharks? Yeah, look, it's extremely unusual this year. And last year we had no deaths, so that that was a bit lucky because we had a couple of pretty bad bites where there just happened to be paramedics or doctors literally on the boat. But the year before that, we had none, and there was one before that. And the, the average over the last 100 years is just over one death per annum from, from sharks, and we're up to six this year, I think. Okay, why is there more? Is it because there are less boats because of the pandemic? Has it got anything to do with less tourists and the sharks are coming closer in, or maybe there are more fish and people are because they're not fishing as much? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a very difficult question to answer simply because shark bites and, and deaths by sharks are so rare that it's very hard to analyse you know, over multiple years. And when you get little blips like this in the data, the trouble is these blips don't happen very often. So it's very hard to explain what's going on. We've thought about whether COVID is uh, you know, affecting shark behaviour. Um, and in fact, some of my students are looking through our tagging records at the moment to see if that's the case. But ironically, in New South Wales, one of the, um, the allowable pastimes during the the lockdown was um, fishing. So there were actually more people out than usual. So that's probably nothing to do with that. It's far more likely to be something to do with the ocean currents and, and sea surface temperatures and things like that because that's really what drives the movement of bait fish and that's what these sort of juvenile sharks, particularly white sharks, are after. So that will follow those into shallow waters where they come into contact with divers and surfers in particular. Yeah, and, and not, I'm not in any way victim-blaming here, but there was one of the surfers yesterday said he saw an area with many seagulls over in amongst the surfing area where it said, yeah, probably schools of fish there at the moment uh, where mm-hmm. the guy who actually got bitten was at that time. Are there things yep. like that can make it more likely you'll end up in a shark attack area? Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, what, what you want to do is stay away from, from those kind of areas, particularly, you know, I was out off the heads yesterday, as I mentioned, and 
we saw some amazing bait balls there, but there were, you know, literally a thousand seagulls and various other birds, you know, munching down on those things. So if you see that kind of activity, you need to stay away. And, you know, we've had a couple of bites and fatalities in Tasmania as well, which is pretty unusual. But again, you know, many of those were associated with seals and seal colonies. So you just want to avoid those kind of areas. And many of these big sharks are... are are feeding at dawn and dusk. Yeah. So you, you're much yeah. more likely to be, you know, bitten or, or have a close encounter at those times. And particularly after rainfall as well around river mouths, because many of the, the bull sharks and things will be waiting for things to be washed out of those rivers. Um, and they tend to make mistakes when the visibility is really bad. Callum, what's going to happen to this shark? They're saying that they're looking for it. What will they do with it? Yeah, look, that, I mean, it's a bit of a cowboy approach, to be honest. If it's a white shark, which it almost certainly is um, up in that area, there's a lot of juvenile white sharks. And at about two and a half metres, they, they switch from, from eating fish prey to, to bigger things like seals and that sort of thing. And they have to learn what that food looks like. So they do make a lot of mistakes. Um, sharks don't eat people. Um, but the thing about white sharks is they move literally thousands of kilometres. They're extremely active. You know, the East Coast population, they, they swim right up and down the coast, out to Tasmania, down to um, you know, the South Island of New Zealand and things like this. So they, they move ridiculous distances. But to, to think that you could find a shark, one, identify that it's the, the shark that was responsible. And even if you did find a shark, and let's pretend it was responsible, moving it is not going to solve the problem because it's going to move no. back. And you can't really kill them because technically they're threatened species because white sharks are, are in trouble around the world. Okay. Well, morning and night away from baitfish areas and um, swim between the flags, huh? <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. We just need to be smart about how we do this. There's some great new patrolling methods using drones and things yeah. like that. And we've got a, a new program up, which I think is coming out of University of Wollongong, which is basically a, a drone attached to a, a blimp. So it can stay up for ages. Your regular drone runs out of batteries after you know, maybe half an hour flight. This thing can stay up all day. So that's the kind of approach we need to be taking. Well, we better hope white sharks can't jump. And that should be fine, <laughs> eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Professor Callum Brown. If you go around past the Brecky Creek Hotel this morning, the company across the road from them, right on the corner, is the drone company that supplies a lot of those drones that really? have is that located right? sharks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Who knew? And uh, just a reminder that Greenmount Beach and some surrounding beaches have been closed on the Gold Coast for today while they still look for that shark. Yeah.